It is pretty good entertainment. Sweet old Bo? Can you give me a little backstory on him? Or just, I mean, was he a guy that... Yeah, it was a little bit before my time. That's okay. I mean, Corey's been here forever. <laughs> <laughs> not that old. <laughs> I'm just curious, because I, I think, like, the, the whole, like, tradition and culture, like, you're younger guys, like, you know, instilling those stories. If we're going to, like, proudly dedicate the truck, like, let's tell those stories, you know? Um, Kevin, was something I said? No, no. Uh, <laughs> pleasure, are you leaving? Yes, I got it. Pleasure meeting you. What's up? Take care. No problem. Pleasure meeting you. Yes. Take care. Good. Thank you. So I'm just curious. I mean, I, I love when departments do murals and they dedicate, you know, things back to one it of the It comes from a, a long family uh, family tradition here in the, uh, in the company. Uh, he was our only line of duty death that I'm aware of, and that was why it was dedicated. So it was a line of duty death? Yeah. Um, wow. Well, it was uh, after the alarm, um, you know, because now yeah. you have a, a, what was after the alarm, he, I believe he suffered a heart attack. Wow. And um, so it was, uh, you know, we have, we have, like any department, we have younger people, older people. Um, you know, he had, he was over 20 years here, he was one of our chauffeurs. Yeah. Chauffeur officers for many years, um, highly respected. Uh, his brother was also here, who we went up to be chief, who we went up through the ranks, became chief. Um, who uh, just passed away five or six years ago. Okay. And uh, but there again, a great family, um, great tradition. Yeah. Um, you have a lot of family tradition in this department. We have it. We have. We do have some. Yes. Uh, my grandfather joined in 1913. Awesome. And so I'm the last of the line. Once okay. I once I leave, it's it. The, yeah. The, the family is done. So I don't boast my father. You know, all uh, actually in Excelsior, and then my one uncle and myself here. So um, you know, I crossed the tracks. I came on the other side of the truck. So that's right. We, we have all, we have we don't judge. We don't judge. <laughs> yeah, but they do. <laughs> they do. <laughs> we have other we have other families. Yeah, they have uh, you know sons, uh, um, uncles, things like that. So yeah, we do have some families here. Cool. Um, but part of like in any place, part of the problem we have in, in this kind of area is that uh, the families are we don't have people that have been here for a long period of time. A lot of people moving into the area sure. from out of the area, so we're slowly, like every place else, we're losing that that connection. Um, I get it. I get know, it. It's hard. It's, it's, it's hard to try to pass it on to to the new people coming in. That there's a lot of pride, like this firehouse. I remember when it was built um, in '69. The old the old pictures of the old one being destroyed. I stood right over there as a kid and watched it. Um, anyway, when they built this back in 1969. They, there was a lot of lot of talk about why in the world did you build something so big? This is a Taj Mahal. Look at these big doors, and these right. big bays. Oh, I now, agree. Now look, thank goodness they did that because we would never fit. This bay is actually wider than the other two. You'd yeah. never be able to fit these in. Yep. So, thankfully, we had you know the, the guys back then had the, the the foresight to do that. And some of those men are still here today. You know, they're still on active duty today. Yeah. Uh, no, that's smart. I mean, it's just, you know, things don't go backwards. You know, we, we get so caught up in just, you know, everybody complains about today and social media and everybody's on their phones. But, like, things aren't, things aren't changing to go backwards. We're not going back to horse and buggy. We're going forward to, like, you know, different types of transportation. Like, things don't go backwards. So in the fire service, you know, a lot of times culture and tradition, it needs to fuel the change and not become stagnant. And we talk about that on our platform a lot. And we talk about you know, where guys do get stuck or our firehouses are smaller or our equipment's getting bigger or, 
you know, we do something a certain way because we've always done it that way, but maybe we need to start looking at kind of changing how we do things. And talking today with your captain, I mean, this guy's a home run. I mean, he's a young guy. He yeah. gets it. He's into the job. He's into the craft. You could tell he has a lot of personal touches. Good for you, brother. I mean, you're doing great things here. I mean, I really think so. And having you guys here tonight with us is well, he was here all night cleaning. I mean, he said, you're not going to leave him. You know, I'll give Listen. you a bagel in the morning. Yeah. And you know what? You know what's awesome about that? You know, whether whether he's busting your chops or if that's true, I'm honored and humbled by it. And, you know, and that's, but I think that's the type of passion, though, that you want out of your guys. And, you know, it's hard to instill that. It's hard to, and the reason why I asked about, like, family heritage and, you know, second, third generations and so on. I mean, myself, uh, second generation. And, you know, I just know, like, I grew up in a firehouse and I had that luxury, so I kind of knew what was expected of me before I even got there. Yeah. But for guys that are anybody first generation? Okay. Yes, first. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's like, how do you, you know, you come into a new organization, we're relying on job going out and taking that in. You go there. So, um, yeah, I'd go there. It's good. It's going away to but yeah. Let's roll. I'll drive. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's how do we. You know, when, when new people come in that aren't surrounded by the fire service and understand what's expected of them in a way, um, stand by, box going out. Seal alarm. But, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things. And, and so, you know, like, we as senior guys yourself, I mean, you're, you're probably this quiet presence in the firehouse that, like, you know, makes sure, well, maybe loud presence, but, like, <laughs> Listen, I'm the same I'll, way. I gotta, I'll, I'll let Sean answer that. I got a big... He's a small fish in a big sea. There you go. But, um, you know, I get it. I get it completely. But I, I just, I'm honored to be here this morning with you guys. And I thank you very much for showing us around. I mean, this is cool. Well, thank you for coming up. Yeah. The, uh, yes, thank you. You know, a lot of hard work goes into this place by, by the officers. And, and that's it. And, the men, and it's it's tough. Sometimes you don't get the recognition. Right. Uh, because, you know, we are kind of the silent warriors. You know, we're out there doing the, doing the job. And, People call 911, we show up, and some people, you know, think that we're all paid, and they expect that of us, and, you know, no, we're not. And, you know, we've all run into those situations sure. where we're not paid. We're, I was sleeping five minutes ago. Right. You know? Without a doubt. And, and you know, and that's, yeah. and that's the thing. And in society today where everything is changing, you know, uh, the firehouse used to be the center of the town. Everything revolved around the firehouse, right? Like Main Street Firehouse, the door was always up. Whether a volunteer career, the door was up, there was always a guy washing the truck. I mean, it's just that Americana. Today, it doesn't really happen that way. And what's happening, too, is like Main Street. You guys are right on Main Street. I mean, this is the is it? busiest road in town, right? Yeah. And, you know, you have an incredible amount of curb appeal here. But the average person these days just drives by with their head down. They don't even notice that you're here. Right. And, you know, whereas years ago, it used to be much more uh, community-oriented, where the firehouse, re you know, everything revolved around the firehouse. And so... Times are changing, and we provide a service, but the fire service has to understand, too, that we are just the service. Like, people call, they expect us to show up, and we're expected to do the job and do it correctly, whether you're a volunteer or a career. It doesn't matter. You know, and that's where I think sometimes we get in our own heads where we're like, oh, don't they know we're volunteer? We're just providing, you know, we're doing this. Yes, but we signed up for it, so let's be professional about it. And you guys have that saying on the side of your rigs, right? Yep. I mean, that's what is it again? Professionally yeah, staffed by volunteers. Professionally staffed by volunteers. I mean, like that just sums it up. And that that mantra, like you guys, every time that tone goes out and you got to roll out the door here, you got to keep that in your heads that you know what we got to show up prepared. We got to do the job. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you are. You know. 
I think a lot of times we just get hung up on it, and some guys, you know, get into it for the wrong reasons, or, or they're in it and they tend to start falling into the wrong reason of what can this place do for me. I mean, I see it. I see it all the time where guys are, you know, become a little more selfish than they used to be, and it's like, well, brother, like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, what do you think this place owes you something? Like, I'm a fireman because I enjoy it, right? It's, I mean, the whole thing of like. Helping people, yeah, I love to help people. Yeah, I help anybody. But plus, being able to network with other organizations, you know, for for years we we work with Montvale Fire Department, right. and now we're working with Rivervale, which borders our our district, right. and uh, we're learning a lot of new things. Sure, and it's you know the world, the universe doesn't isn't right here. Yeah, it's it's everywhere. So by what you're doing is getting the word out. We can watch that. We can see how other people are doing it. Um, the people who just bought our purchased our last pumper uh, from West Virginia. A great group of guys cool. came up, and I tell you, we had a blast. And uh, they uh, six thousand people in the in the, in the community, but uh, they're struggling. They don't have a lot of money, yep. and um, so they got a good they got a good pumper. They're just going to last them a long time, and, and it was great meeting them because they they're on the other side. They don't have the money. They're struggling, but uh, they make do with what they have. I'll tell you, with with what I know, what we're being able to see every day with our platform, Tucker, Sebi, and I, and Rob, and so on, like you know. We are very fortunate in the Northeast, and I'll share a quick story with you. Is I was talking to a guy down in Texas, and he said that they're building so fast that there's no history and culture in their firehouses because they're building a new firehouse every week, another firehouse is coming online. And they're hiring guys so fast that they don't even have a chance to instill the values and traditions and culture of that fire service because that fire department is growing so fast. And so you walk into firehouses, there's zero culture, right? And now in the Northeast where we are, we take for granted walking in and having a steamer or an antique and trophies yeah. and plaques and rigs dedicated to guys who have come before us. Like we recognize that, and I think a lot of times we all take that for granted yeah. because if you go elsewhere, guys, I'm telling you right now, you go to other parts of this country and you see what these these fire these guys deal with a fraction of what we have, fraction of the equipment, stuff held together with glue and duct tape, but they have incredible pride and they have incredible drive to do the craft and. So at the end of the day, that's what we all share. And so for us, National Fire Radio, that's what this is all about. It's just to like share stories and tips and tricks and hacks and how Pearl River does it today. Like that spotlight on the front. I hope that, you know, in a year from now, when somebody specs out that new rig, in a year from now, we're walking around like, holy crap, look at that. Like, that's cool. Hopefully yeah. we made that difference for somebody. That's all. And you would never know that unless you saw it. And that's, what we're, and that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. You know, so it's fun. But I mean, just you guys being here this morning is cool. I mean, you just listen to some idiot babble on, but, you know, I mean, it's just, it's cool. And I, I thank you for that, guys, and I, I really do. I think it's, uh, I think you got a great place. I mean, I'm impressed. Do you have a lot of tradition in the firehouse, like culture and... Yeah, uh, I'll share something with you on the way out, I guess, yeah. for you. Uh, it's a book that I worked on uh, from 1903 to 1944. Awesome. And um, so we went and did all the old guys, because I saw all these old plaques, and I'm like, well, who is this old guy? And we did a lot of research, and uh, through the historian at the library and myself, we dug up a lot of interesting information, and um, so we put in a book, and now we have a book. Now, here's my, here's my question out of you guys. Who's looked at the book? I haven't, uh, just haven't had a chance actually to sit I read the book. You read the book cover to cover six times. I know you, <laughs> I know you have, but I would have done this. Listen, I would have done the same thing. But, Jerry, yeah. if you look at the book, right, and you look at the history here at the firehouse or the firehouse down the street, is that actually most of the streets in Prover are named after firefighters. I love that. And it's, you read the book and you're like, what? That's that street. 
Yeah, because they had so much pride here. Long ago, they named streets yeah, after the guys that were yeah. members here. What a, members what an aw- like that is a cool story, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that right there is like that tells you the firehouse is the center of town, right? Yeah. I mean, what we were just talking about. Well, my next venture is I'm doing all the war veterans and also veterans, so from 1903 to present. So I'm working on that project right now. I'm That's a veteran myself, so I, I, yeah, I want to I want to document. All the veterans we've had since 1903. Are you um, are you born and raised in Pearl River? Born and raised. Yeah. My my family's been here for since nine, since uh, what 115 years, I guess, or something like that. When Literally Laboratories, the pharmaceutical place, opened up, my great great grandmother moved up to be one of the first employees up there. Okay. So she moved up from the city. Yeah. And I have the original postcard. She wrote back to everybody, going like, "What a great place up here in the country. The chickens, country. the cows. Yeah. The, it was all farmland. Up right." There. And I'm reading it going, oh boy, has this place changed? <laughs> there ain't no more chickens. And, you know, but this was the country. This was, and then a lot of the, the fact that the gentleman, uh, Chief Van Horn, who, who organized this or, this place back in 1903, he was a retired FDNY, did 20 years. I mean, when you think about, go back in that time, yeah. that's horse and buggy days. Yeah, right. And he spent 20 years doing that, and he lived to tell about it, and he moved up here because this was his summer home. He had his family he up started here. Started run the fire department. Started the fire department. And then when he retired from FDNY, Leo Biederman, who came after him, started working at FDNY, did his 20 years, and did the same thing. Moved up here, and he was back in the 30s and 40s. Leo Biederman was the man. He was actually running for public office in a lot of places. He wanted to be sheriff and all kinds of other things. But there again, uh, the tradition kept going. And thankfully, those guys were here because they brought everything that they learned down there and instilled it up here, and the guys were learning. Yeah, but just the, just in line with that, thankfully you're here, because you're educating these guys. These guys didn't know these stories. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. Yeah. But like, that's so cool to me. Yeah. Like, I could sit around for hours. I love sitting around and like cracking a beer with some of the older guys and just like hearing that. Like, you guys. And you have to do it all the time because oh, I love it. Because we're all, we're all dying yeah. off. You know? Agreed. <laughs> you know, once once we start, I mean, we're all leaving, we're all dying at one point or another. Once you you lose that person, you've lost that history. So you have to interview Absolutely. people all the time. I got to know one of the men, uh, um, Pete Nelson, who owned the garage up here. Pete was a member back in the in the late teens, well, early twenties, and all the way up to the seventies when I came in. He had driven every piece of apparatus in this organization from the 20s to the 70s. And because he, he had worked on them, he was the right. also, but he worked here, he was the chauffeur officer, chief chauffeur here. Um, imagine, and I, ne- I wasn't smart enough back then to sit down and want to interview him. Had I done that, the amount of information oh, that man had in his head. Uh, I got a few newspaper articles that I found on the internet, but nothing compared to what he what he knew. And so you got to just keep interviewing people. You just got to keep getting that information because you got to record it. You know, and you are you are spot on because that's what we're trying to do. Right. You know, I mean, our our interviews that we're doing, and we're this year we have some incredible stuff planned. Um, we have a lot now. Uh, you probably I know you guys follow. So um, with the new studio, the amount of content we're going to be able to start pumping out. Basically, we're building a production studio that we're going to be able to shoot not only our podcast, but we're going to do different segments, different types of shows, different types of segments. Um, green screen stuff, like we're gonna, there's a lot of stuff coming out, which is going to be cool. And a lot of it is all about this. It's taking these stories and documenting them because we're losing these guys. Whether career volunteer, we're losing them. And once these guys go away, everything they know and have brought to the table disappears with them. And that's yeah. where, like, you guys, I mean, you guys are, what, in your 20s, late to mid-20s or whatever, early 20s, 
mid-20s, like you guys, man, you love this place and you love the fire service, more than just stretching that line is learning the tradition and culture before you. And I can't stress that enough because when you guys become this man's age and you get to share those stories, that's good stuff, man. You know, we can't we can't lose track of that. I mean, myself, I'm I'm 40. I'm going to be 42 years old. I could learn about fire history for the rest of my. I love it because I that's where and why we're here. And those guys that you talked about that moved up to the country, I mean, those guys shaped and crafted why you guys are here today. I mean, it's just really cool. Yeah. So I love that, man. Thank you for sharing those stories. That's good stuff.